Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for June 12th, 2022, uh, Trinity Sunday in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, you exhausted? You tired? Yeah, what, how you feeling there? Oh, yeah. A little bit of both. We had a wonderful uh, Saturday for the entire diocese down in Bloomington with the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church and mm -hmm. ordinations of two priests and confirmations for four of our parishioners and two and a half hour service, grand time had by all. And then yesterday was the Feast of Pentecost. So at Holy Family, we had our outdoor service and two baptisms and wonderful uh, lunch afterwards and made for a long weekend. It sure did. Uh, it was great. It was a great time. Uh, I can't tell you how nice it was to be outside and uh, legitimately hearing the um, hearing people using the new uh, uh, path uh, that's uh, yeah, been, the Nickel uh, Plate Trail. The yeah, the Nickel Plate Trail that's been put in and opened up a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was kind of fun to Back, hear. Backs right up to our or our chapel, outdoor chapel. Backs right up to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, we could hear dogs barking and people laughing and birds singing. It was quite idyllic. Yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of that was that was it was a lot of work uh, for a bunch of people. The the altar guild had a whole bunch of uh, things to set up, and of course with the baptisms, a lot of extra things going on with that. And then of course we were running uh, two hundred and fifty feet worth of cable out of, out of the building, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down the lawn and and, uh, and to the uh, to the outdoor I chapel, but. It worked out. I did not see a single person trip, and I had a, a good view to see whether I, that happened or not. There was a bit of concern on my part for that as well, but, uh, you know, yeah, it worked out just fine and uh, yeah. and seemingly still recorded. So, uh, uh, <laughs> good. The, uh, the, the uh, of course, what we've talked about uh, in the past is that the, um, uh, now that we've proven that we've done it, though, we've kind of set ourselves up uh, for, for a lot more requests. Uh, to yeah. <laughs> to do something fancy. What's uh, the next challenge? Right, right. Uh, so, um, so our next challenge we've decided is going to Bruce is going to skydive and give a uh, live broadcast uh, uh, homily, which might be his do last. You want, I have a preview of that ready. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, let me just hit the button. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that, okay. that went there, about. There's the preview. There's the preview. That went about as much as as I had expected. That's that's yeah. about right. That's about right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was great. It really was. Um, uh, so I was uh very very pleased uh and and uh very grateful to to all that had uh had helped and work on that, which like I said before, uh, a bunch of people cast the thousands yeah. helped. Yeah. Some. That really was, uh, that really was nice. So, um, w well, we're now officially into summer, like, like summer, summer now. Uh, so, um, what's going on? Unless you're a meteorologist. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so what's going on that, uh, in our, our summer program? Do we have a, do we have anything you'd like to point out? Well, this Saturday is the Indianapolis Pride Parade, and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have a, a number of households going down to walk together as a parish, and we'll have a the parish banner um, showing us off and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And we have um, 
let's see, I'm trying to skip all the in-house things. Like, we're training this. We're showing how to do that for different things around the church. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, we have the um, um, movies with a message, with a social conscience uh, discussion mm. coming up. We have Sparks Fisher's firework, fireworks watching from the parish grounds. Yeah. Um, hey, you can live stream that if you want to challenge my friend. <laughs> you know, actually, that would be, uh, I don't know as if I can do that. Okay. <laughs> well, in that, like, I don't know as if we're allowed. The fireworks display? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyone heard us say it, so let's just <laughs> pretend. <laughs> See? See? This podcast proves that they intended to, uh... Illegally broadcast. <laughs> I it would be worth looking into, though, because if they don't have any restrictions on that, yeah. that would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. Okay. Um, and so. we have um, the teenagers' uh, mission trip to uh, West Virginia. That's around that same time. Nope. 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 Not West Virginia. No, not West Virginia. That, that's the plan B. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It Tennessee. Is. Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that which will be. Exciting. But thank you for the correction. I very much appreciate that. Uh, nothing against West Virginia, uh, um, uh, Mountain Mama, take me home, <laughs> and all that. But yeah, yeah. So um, the offertory for this coming Sunday. No doubt. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad one. I, I, I know plenty of people who would sing along. Actually, uh -huh. yes, you're right. <laughs> it would be a good sing along. <laughs> um. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have lots of things still going on. I definitely encourage people to check out the website at holyfamilyfishers.org for the details. And uh, um, uh, 8 and 10 o'clock services still continue on Sunday, uh, yep. as always before. So um, uh, definitely encourage you to join us. Uh, however, uh, it works for your schedule uh, and come, come worship with us. So, uh, mm -hmm. in light of all of the housekeeping, let's move on to the uh, dates in church history. Um, we're going to start in 1509. Uh, oh, we see the late. Yeah, yeah, fairly late. Uh, we see the publication of John Fisher's The Seven Pentatential Psalms. Um, and I was kind of curious not not sure if you have any information about that because i wasn't sure um penitential psalms made it sound like the author may have intended it to go in with the existing psalms i wasn't sure if well remember psalms you know, really it's just just means hymns that's true okay okay you know it doesn't have to be the book of the bible it's called psalms yeah okay okay cool um, then, uh, we move forward to, um, Oh, but it doesn't say what those no. penitential Psalms are. No. It just says, no, it seems oh. just, that seems to be the name of the publication. Penitential Psalms. Okay. Seven, Look for it on Kindle. Only seven. If you say eight, he would be very angry. Like, <laughs> then you're just, no, there's only yeah. seven. You're just being egotistical then. So you have to start <laughs> over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, 1677, uh, Eusebio Kino, which I'm sure I've butchered, is ordained a priest in the Jesuit order uh, at Estadi, Austria. 
where he uh, later he later will become a missionary to New Spain. Uh, and if that doesn't sound familiar to you, that's because that's the area that will become the nation of Mexico and the southwestern United States. Right. So, um, uh, 1677 sees a, a priest in the Jesuit order who ends up coming coming over and and setting up uh, missionary work uh, um, in in the New World. Um, I think I just I think by that point there were already Roman Catholic missionaries in Mexico and now Southwest U.S. Hmm. And that this was part of the power struggle between the Franciscans who went first and then the Jesuits who wanted in on the riches. Ah, I'm saying that as someone who is a little prejudiced towards the Franciscans, but that's just (laughs) my reading of history as to who treated the native peoples better. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, It was kind of a race to the bottom. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, so you heard it here first. He's prejudiced. Uh, we got it on tape. <laughs> he admitted it. We got it. Got him. Um, Seventeen forty four. David David Brainerd is ordained in New Jersey. Uh, the latter years of his short life will be spent in efforts to evangelize American Indians until his death of tuberculosis. He worked all the way to the age of 29. Oh, boy. (laughs) Right? Goodness. Poor guy. Um, 1840, the World's Anti-Slavery Convention meets uh, in Freemasons Hall, London. Uh, And many Christians represent the anti-slavery societies of uh, many nations. But women delegates are rejected. So, (laughs) kind of... They were so Typical. close. They were, <laughs> yeah. they were so close to getting it right. Uh, <laughs> Two steps forward, one step back. I mean, I guess it's still progress, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, 18, what year was that again? Uh, that was 1840. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and in the, the U.S., which was one of the last countries to outlaw slavery... Mm-hmm. Um, Many of the leading figures in the anti-slavery movement were women. So it was very significant that they were barred from the consultations. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean. Of course, at that time, to, just to make it sound even worse, women. I, there were very few democracies in the world that allowed women to vote. Not, it doesn't make it better. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying it makes it better. I'm just saying this is how bad it was. It doesn't doesn't get America off the hook for uh, right being the last to the to a, to a very obvious party. No, um, I just meant the banning them from the conference, right. not the uh, no, allowing fair, slavery yeah. to last way too long here. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, so, uh, 1844, we see Doctor D. B. McCarty the first American Presbyterian missionary to settle in central China. Uh, He gets his first sight of the city of Ningpo, where he will live and work for many years. Uh, His presence is the result of prayerful faith and the board of foreign missions having prepared for the day when changes in international agreements would allow them to enter this region of China with the gospel. And what I found interesting uh, being implied about that was um, that some um, 
some missionary work was dependent on international diplomatic oh. negotiations, which yeah. is something that I don't know if I've ever really given any thought uh, before. Of well, do you want to get further depressed about white man's behavior? <laughs> no, I got no, no, I don't know as if I do, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. if it's a, if I should be more enlightened, so sure, why not? That China lost what we often now call the Opium Wars to Britain. Okay, yeah. And so Britain militarily forced to open the Chinese economy to, among other things, selling to the Chinese opium that the British imported. Mm -hmm. And as part of that were, were British missionaries um, being allowed to enter the country for the first time. Huh. So it's tied to opioids. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. That's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with the... Okay, no, it's not interesting. It's shameful. The, <laughs> with the, shameful things can be interesting, too. We, we started with the Jesuits, mm -hmm. and they wanted to get in on the riches of the uh, Americas, and therefore they're willing to be missionaries. Mm -hmm. And here it's the British government basically saying, yeah, we're, we need to really sell you these drugs. Um, but... <laughs> We feel bad about that, so here, have some missionaries that'll help destroy your culture. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. <laughs> what a world we live in. What a world we Which continue of course to live in. was written by a former slave trader. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> Thoroughly <laughs> depressed. Thoroughly depressed. Uh, 1845, we see uh, uh, the death in Hartburg, Northumberland, which is the most English-sounding city I've ever heard of, um, of clergyman John Hodgson. H Hodgson. I, I, I tried to add it to his name. Hodgson. Author of a well-planned history of Northumberland. Apparently... <laughs> That's the thing. And perhaps more importantly, which I found interesting, a successful advocate for improved safety in the mining industry. Oh, that's good, finally. It is. It is. But it's like, it's one of those things like, wait, wait, I was not expecting to read that in yeah. in this entry. Hold on a second. Uh, but yeah. You thought it'd be a hiss, you know, it'd have descriptions of the beautiful rose gardens on the county green. Northumberland. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what I exactly expected from from uh, the area of Northumberland, but I was not expecting that to be part of a uh, part of his notable history. Um, uh, 1893 professors are of Marsovan College in Turkey are condemned on false accusations of revolutionary activity, receiving sentences range uh, ranging from uh, between seven years and, of course, death. <laughs> so, um, but it, it that that story kind of uh, highlights an interesting uh, uh, phenomenon that I think still to this day goes on in certain in certain regions which is a deep distrust of higher education um yes and, yes and uh um the the terrors that follow as a result of people knowing things <laughs> yeah and 
again, putting in context of history, it was in the final decades of the Ottoman Empire. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the um, authorities of the Ottoman Empire were doing everything they could to beat down any opposition and any westernization, which caused opposition. Um, but unfortunately, they also chose as part of a self-preservation effort to side with Germany during World War One, And so that ended the empire. Yeah, that'd do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that sure would do it. Uh, yeah. That's, That's how the British and the French got into the Middle East between the wars. Not a good choice. Not a good choice. Yeah. Um, 1902, uh, our last entry for the day. Uh, death, uh, we see the death at the White Earth Indian Reservation in northern Minnesota of John Johnson. Oh, not going to read this right. N. Megaboa. Sure. Sounds pretty close. Not, not, that wasn't too bad. The first recognized Native American priest in the Episcopal Church. He had right. worked tirelessly among the Ojibwe people, especially in Minnesota. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, um, it's a it's um, a friend of mine was was his you know multi generational successor oh. and uh, priest for the White Earth Reservation. And I visited him there and got to see the original chapel and vestments and. Oh, cool. Really, really inspiring. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, I, I do have to throw a bit of shade to uh, naming your kid John Johnson, but... Um, <laughs> it As I recall, that had to do with him honoring his mentor when he was baptized. I may be wrong. Oh, what, why but you got to make me sound like it seemed like such a jerk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it was a self-chosen... <laughs> name but i could be wrong i could be wrong yep yeah i feel bad i feel bad now <laughs> sorry john johnson we finally had an uplifting story <laughs> yeah. had to go and, and just be a jerk about it yeah whatever that's fine that's fine ben um all right well now that i've stepped in that uh let's move over to the reading for the day uh that better be true by the way uh <laughs> Um, let's move over to our first reading, uh, which comes from the book of Proverbs. Uh, we're, we're done with the, uh, the past couple of weeks. We had been, uh, reading our first reading from the book of Acts. Now we're going back. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, to the Hebrew scriptures, yeah. doing Hebrew scriptures for our first reading. So, uh, the book of, uh, Proverbs chapter eight, verses one through four, and then 22 through 31. Does not wisdom call and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out. To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all that live. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields, or the world's first bits of soil, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, 
when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out of the when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race. Um the book of Proverbs. Um what I want to ask about that. What is the what what is kind of like the uh, what do we know about the authorship of the book? Let's start there. Okay, we we don't know exact authorship of any portion of it. Great, um, good, good, good contribution. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, um, multiple by the vocabulary and. Um, uh, topic we presume it was multiple authors and so okay. it's more a question of who gathered it together and edited it okay and we don't know <laughs> great great okay but we can tell by the context of what's said within it that it was written down after the um people of israel came back from the babylonian captivity so post-exilic is the technical name of that period like we've talked about before with uh, biblical texts they wanted to honor someone who was considered the wisest and mm -hmm. so um, it's often associated with king solomon but okay. it was written centuries after his existence okay it also is similar to other um, other writings in other cultures around the Mediterranean. And it was, so in a sense, it was a stylish way of uh, educating people. Mm. Um, major yeah. parts of the book of Proverbs are uh, very quick, quick hitting Proverbs, hence the name mm -hmm. of, you know, four lines tops. But what we have today chapter eight is part of a longer passage that reflects on what is wisdom who is wisdom right okay um so i mean proverbs uh as far as like a a, a definite definition uh by modern standards if you're if you're thinking outside of the book of proverbs it's like an like an old adage or yeah um I believe I'm seeing the word here, the, a, a brief popular epigram. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I would ever use the word epigram. I don't know what that means. Uh, but <laughs> Somebody Googled. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, um, but yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, here it is. Okay. A pithy saying. Yeah. Oh, pithy though. Interesting. That's um, what you'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, so the book of Proverbs is just kind of like this collection of these kind of, uh, sayings. Is that, is that kind of certain, certain sections of it? Yeah. Um, okay. There are, there are sections of it that are organized by topic, but there are other sections that are just you know, shooting them out there one after another, hmm. uh, without a lot of connection between, uh, so there's, I mean, it, it's kind of like that scene that you've often, 
uh, described in biblical composition of, hey, hey, you got to put this in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's a summary of the book of Proverbs. So there's a presumption um, with a lot of backing for it that it was educated folks who were trying to put together a summary of how to live an ethical life and meaningful life. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So as you kind of pointed to uh, this, this particular proverb, um, what is talking about, um, a character who, uh, it was at creation. Um, uh, and, uh, I am curious as to, um, the, the words used in, um, in this reading in the, in verse one, because, we, we, we learn that this character is wisdom. Um, and then it says, does not understanding raise her voice. Uh, so is what's the, it's seemingly talking about the same character, right. But with two different words. And I was curious as to what the, uh, what the actual, like uh, translative uh, uh, words did the, give any hint as to why, if it's the same character why why two different names it's it's that good old hebrew poetic style okay of of repetition okay and saying the same thing twice just with a slight slightly different way so that people pay attention to it right but so but so it is it, it is in fact two different words uh being used yes okay okay yeah they're they're different by at least two syllables. Gotcha. Okay. In the Hebrew, I'm not going to try to pronounce them, but yeah, it's two definitely um, unrelated words. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I mean, I I have to admit, um, not this isn't necessarily the Book of Proverbs isn't necessarily like a, a historical account. But it is kind of interesting that it gives this image of like, oh, hey, yeah, remember that um, story about how the world was created? You know, you got it. wisdom was there. And wisdom is given uh, uh, physical uh, embodiment uh, as a result of the story, which is kind of cool. Um, and I don't know how often we um, remember this as uh, Christian Bible readers that uh, th- this idea that uh, that wisdom was there as a, as as part of the the planning process and the grand architect yeah and, um I think it should surprise no one that it is a female character but mm-hmm. um, that's right but I think that's also pretty cool uh, that that because uh, there's there's a lot of uh, there, there's it, the Bible has its fair amount of masculinity, uh, so yes. it's, it's 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 good to see um, it's good to see a, a, a good t- a new take on that. Uh, so that's kind of it's kind of cool to see. Um, yeah, and it's it's one of those um, sources of contemporary conflict. Basically, for centuries, people said, "Yeah, whatever, you know, God's a guy." I don't right. care what Proverbs says. Right. But um, as people in the last hundred years or so have taken um, biblical um, commentary much more seriously, 
they say, hey, wait a minute, here's this, um, really, the entire book of Proverbs describes wisdom as a she. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what is this? And there's all sorts of, um, well, I guess speculations, not a disrespectful way to put it, of is it God, a is it a female aspect of God? Very possible. Mm -hmm. um, is it, I can't remember the technical term for it, but it's it's a Greek term meaning an expression of God that is still part of the Godhead, but is just like God's feminine side. Mm. Um, in Christianity, we've tend to kind of been disrespectful about it. And so us we Christians have, be disrespectful yeah. about something disrespectful of the Hebrew scriptures. What? Never not us. Uh, and so that's why we have it on, not because of being disrespectful, but because of our, the way we treat the Hebrew scriptures, it's used on Trinity Sunday as a proof that the Holy Trinity existed from the beginning of creation. Mm. And, proverb the i'm sorry wisdom is seen as often as the same thing as the holy spirit really can't say that completely act that that's completely accurate but you know considering you're dealing with a text hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old maybe that is what it is mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's why and in greek the term for spirit is female and so um You'll, you'll hear some people use the Holy Spirit, she said, or wisdom, she said, if they're talking about the Book of Wisdom. And that, that's grammatically accurate. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I, I have a tendency to, whether it's a, a, a trait of uh, God uh, themselves or just a, a general trait in, 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 uh, in general, yeah, no, that's fe that's female. Wisdom's female. That's I don't I don't attribute very much uh, wisdom to us to us <laughs> us guys. Just uh, yeah, we, my own we, thought. We can slay the giant with a rock like David, but we're not wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not not one of our strong suits in in general. That's not to say that men can't be wise. It's just, uh, that's, uh, I have not found it to be overly so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it kind of paints this picture of like, uh, um, wisdom being God's, you know, buddy, uh, yeah. during the process. And, uh, that, I, li I don't know. I like, I like, uh, I like the imagery that it gives. I, I like that. I think it, that's pretty cool. Well, and some some of the terms are um, hard to translate because you know, again, uh, Hebrew doesn't have a lot of parallel texts, mm -hmm. unlike Greek when we're looking at New Testament features, and so it's sometimes even hard to know what the heck the author was saying in some of the verses. Um, mm. I'm trying to find the one that is a oh. Um, in verse 30, where our translation has, then I was beside him like a master worker. And that could be translated as a child. 
or really could be, yeah so it's huh. you know which is really uh, almost extremely opposite pole yeah um, and a- another translation could be as a companion hmm. which scares the dickens out of strict monotheists <laughs> right yeah i'm not shocked um uh, yeah and so you don't see that translation very often into english <laughs> but if you could read hebrew well you you would know there are all these different possibilities there and hmm. it um you know, it's not nailed down in the um in either the verses before or after huh yeah, no. See, this is uh, this is why I like this podcast, uh, doing this podcast, because uh, um, it does it. It there's so much to learn, um, about how what we read, like what goes into what we read. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, the, the 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 number of revisions and changes that occur, um, are, are kind of astounding. Uh. And uh. And and the reasons for some of those changes, yeah, are also very interesting. Um, why, like, like, what do we, we we have a big chunk of the uh, in this reading that we skip? Uh, what's what, what are we missing? What what is uh, what happens here that we don't um, get a chance to see? It it expounds greatly on um, the first four verses. So, first first six is. Uh, here, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. Um, verse 10, take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather, rather than choice gold. Um, mm. And on and on like that for however many verses that is. Um, so it's good stuff, but because this is edited for Sunday use, you, we don't get all of it. Gotcha. I gotcha. That's too bad. Be- because the the editors of our lectionary want to focus on the, at at creation, there was this holy existence that we now call wisdom, hmm. and others will also call the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Yeah, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, before anything else. Uh, and it, which is which is such a cool uh, image, right? I mean, it, yeah. it, it just it just it, even if it's completely metaphorical, uh, the 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 story is like no, no, no. All this was this is done on purpose, you know. Right. It, it, it has a very specific design, uh, and uh, I mean, dang, that's cool. Yeah, and one the other thing that is generally true in Proverbs, but it's really strong in this passage, is the delight in the human race that the divine has. Mm. That um, verse 30 and 31, then I was beside him, like a masterwork, we talked about that, and I was his daily delight rejoicing before him always rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race Mm. you know it certainly echoes the god the genesis part about god seeing creation as good and it very much was intentionally 
countering already what was a strong um, counter theology that humans were stinky people. Gotcha. And, you know, and an, and an embarrassment to God. And it's like, no, hmm. God delights in this, and and so do I. And if you're wise enough, per, if you embrace wisdom, you'll be able to rejoice in creation as well. And the the wisdom tradition has an interesting dynamic to it, where it has as as its theology. If you look at people and you look at nature, you will see the glory of God. Hmm which is the opposite of um, a lot of theology then and now where the clo- you know, if you're in nature, you're surrounded by demons. If you're with people, you're surrounded by sinners. Um, mm. And wisdom literature has really the opposite type of theology to it. It's a look around, delight, breathe the air, you know, yeah. see, smell the roses. Delight in the children dancing around. Hmm. Consider the lilies. No, I don't know. Well, actually, that that gospel passage, those words out of Jesus' mouth, is something that even while, very quickly after the resurrection, was claimed by people of the wisdom tradition within Judaism to show Jesus was a wisdom teacher. Hmm. It's, it was almost like a, yeah, we knew this all along if you guys had only been listening. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Which I think right. Jesus would thoroughly approve of them saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um, well, let me see here. Uh, did I have any other questions about this? I don't know if I did. Uh, like I said, really cool imagery. Yeah. Rich, uh, rich, rich. Well, if there's nothing more, let's move on to Psalm 8. Uh, a nice, short, sweet psalm. Um, and it reads, here we go. Uh, o Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Someone really should make a song out of this. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a really good song uh, made out of this. Uh, uh, I, yeah. Of course, I joke. Uh, and, um, um, uh, yeah, I mean, this was one of my... One of my all-time favorites uh, uh, it was um, pieces that were put to music. So that was a, mm-hmm. uh, a favorite of mine for sure. Um, what about this uh, psalm? Do we know anything? I mean, it definitely does, uh, like I said, lend itself to um, to music. Uh, shock, since it's a psalm. Uh, but uh, do we know anything about uh, it's 
original use, kind of where it comes from, anything like that? Not really, but you may notice it it echoes what we had from Proverbs. Yeah. And and so it could be a wisdom psalm. There the wisdom tradition did affect or did shape many many of the pieces of the book of Psalms. So it's very much um, I think part of that tradition and mm. the same type of thing of you know, look around you. There's the glory of God. Look around you. There's God delighting in us. Um, rather than you know, some of the lamenting psalms that are just, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not all the psalms lament. Uh, no, they don't all. But there are some there that give you nightmares. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's you're not lying there. That's uh, that is true. There are some of them are tough. Yes. Uh, um, uh, do we know? Do, do we have any idea about like uh, when this might have been first used, or uh, if this was part of like a you know? In uh, a sense, it's too generic to know. Okay. But if it's part of that wisdom tradition, then it's probably also post-exilic. Um, you know, around the same time as the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. But judging by the theology that's being expressed in the imagery that's being used to express it. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, now that you've said it out loud, uh, uh, realizing that this does kind of work uh, and go with the first reading. Um, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? So in a way, it's 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 uh, almost like my mind kind of reads this and uh, thinks about it in context of um, ha- literally having just read the prior mm-hmm. passage and yeah, and going, yeah, but you know. Why are, are are we worthy of of uh, of this wisdom um, creation? Are we, you know, are, yeah? Like, who are we um, to have such uh, such noteworthy upbringing? I mean, kind of crazy when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's. In a sense, that's the spiritual challenge then, because it, it's in some times, in some points in life, in an individual's life, it's easier to say, "Ah, uh, I'm not capable of anything, and therefore I don't have to do anything." Right. Whereas both um, Psalm eight and the the Proverbs from Proverbs eight. It, Psalm 8 more or less implies it. Psalm 8, particularly the part we skipped, is very explicit that we do have a response to make. We do have a responsibility to creation, to God, to one Mm -hmm. another. Um, We don't get to just say, oh, well, it's all in God's hands. Um, even though we even though we still literally say that. Right. (laughs) To this day. Yeah, and that's a cop-out. I mean, it's... I, I love the image that I got from um, Timothy Sedgwick, a professor of ethics. Um, and he has a great book on Eucharistic theology that he says...
center of the Eucharistic action for an individual is to set on the altar everything on your heart in your heart, everything on your mind, and then as you receive communion, discern what's being handed back to you to act on. Hmm. Hmm. Won't be everything, but it won't be nothing either. True. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just like. Yeah. Cool. It's like whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it is like, whoa. whoa. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I have any other questions about this, though. Um, one, two things. Mm -hmm. One is um, in chapter, I'm sorry, in verse four, um, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Mm -hmm. The mortals term, they're really could and maybe and should be translated as son of man oh okay and it's not as in jesus christ but instead it's one of those uses of the term throughout the hebrew scriptures that then jesus and the gospel writers um shifted just a bit so mm -hmm. that it was clear that jesus was every person that gotcha. son of son of man in the hebrew in hebrew is a is, is a term that means absolutely everybody mortals all mortals hmm. okay and rather than a divine figure or anything like that isaiah uses it a lot and stuff and so it's kind of kind of too bad that um a lot of christian bibles shy away from using it here uh, yeah that is too bad yeah i mean it, it's I mean God forbid you'd have to explain something. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute, and... it says son of man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Deal uh, with it. <laughs> Do a little research. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then similarly, um, and this one has in English often been translated differently. The following verse. Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. Mm -hmm. Often that has been translated as angels. And okay. that'd, be, that'd be good. Um, yeah. Or divine beings is probably the most accurate. Yeah, the one, the, the, the musical piece that I'm thinking of, that is the, uh, that is the line. Is a made, you have made uh, them a little lower than the angels. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure that's the King James Version translation. I think, I think, I think you're right. I think that's absolutely uh, it, I, it, It's certainly the greeting card version. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. But, Which is okay. Um, Which is okay. The greeting card version, is, 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 it's, got its, it's got its place. And it, it actually does reflect the um, great controversies in... The over the last 500 years, which of course is only a fraction of the time of Judaism and Christianity uh, combined, but anyway, of what the heck is an angel? And yeah, what the heck is an angel? What what's the hierarchy of heavenly beings? And mm. so to avoid that, again, sort of like avoiding son of man questions, um, it's translated simply as God, which really is the theological point here that. Mm -hmm. We really are created to be amazing creatures. We're still a creature, but just a little bit lower than God. Yeah, I am. I'm a little. I, I'm. I'm. I'm a little nervous with that, this. Uh, this 
continued habit of uh, in in our translation style though like yeah um uh you know it's a lot easier if we just call it this uh, we don't, <laughs> don't want to worry them too much <laughs> i mean does that do, do you think uh and maybe this is going like way outside of normal uh uh, uh talks about it but do you think that is a um kind of a result of the original some of the original uh, position of the church, which was like, a, you know, before the laity could read and write, like they needed uh, it to be discerned to them by the hierarchical structure. And this is kind of an attempt to, to retain and keep that at, like the, the, the real understanding with those who actually study it and, and kind of a, a dumbed down version for the masses so that we don't have to, uh, wallow uh <laughs> with them uh, in some way i mean do you think there's like is that maybe an aspect or am i just too cynical <laughs> actually i'm more cynical <laughs> i think <laughs> okay. i think it has to do with what will sell a bible oh okay and if they put other divine being if they put you know div little lower than other divine beings um folks will say wait a minute that's pagan mm. i i'm not buying this bible huh. whereas if they put god or angels it's like yeah okay that's okay <laughs> we like them i like that i yeah. like these words <laughs> i i can understand what these are saying i i know what those words mean i like them yeah um, <laughs> okay okay that makes sense i, I think that makes sense um uh, anything else about this uh, psalm? I think that's probably enough for tonight. Okay. For today. Uh, let's move on to the gospel reading then. And we've got here um, the uh, gospel reading equivalent of And Jesus Wept. Uh, this is like <laughs> a really... Especially for John, yeah. Yeah, it's a really short uh, uh, passage. It's uh, John chapter 16, verse 12 through 15. And the whole gospel reading for this week is this i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now when the spirit come of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own but will speak whatever he hears and he will declare to you the things that are to come he will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare to you all that is the father all that the father has is mine for this reason i said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you End of gospel. Um, end of gospel reading. Sorry. End of yeah. gospel reading. Um, but um, so where are we in the gospel story in, here in, in chapter 16? Where, like, contextually, where are we? Um, I believe, yeah, we're Last Supper neighborhood. Okay. Before, after? During. D oh, in the middle of. Okay. Yeah, it, it's part of his um, final instructions. The I think Judas has left the room by this point. Okay. Um, maybe yeah, I think he has. And you know, he <laughs> Jesus has one, two two more chapters, and then he's arrested. Okay. Okay. And it's it he does the speech, continues the speech, saying lots of important things. 
and then goes out and is arrested. Hmm. So in this in this reading, uh, we have Jesus saying, I've got more to tell you, but you're not ready to hear it or you can't you can't bear it now. I've already is the implication like I've already uh, burdened you with enough or um, you're not in the right mindset. Y'all too. He's stupid, been talking right for now. quite a while already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have more to say. I'll, I'll cut it short. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can tell you're looking at your watches. <laughs> right. Right. The meal's been done for a while. I don't mean to drone <laughs> on, but um, when the spirit of truth comes, uh, so spirit is capitalized. Truth is not. Uh, but what is the phrase actually used here in the translation? Um, is this a, cause it kind of, it, in keeping with the theme of the previous readings, my mind wants to create a character out of this, Good. like with, like wisdom, like, uh, yep. you know, um, so is the spirit of truth, uh, another character to join the story? Yes, in a sense. And it's female. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, spirit even is female. Even though it says he, he will guide you into all the truth? As it should the... be she. Oh. Is this a translative decision? It's a translative decision. <sighs> Translators! Um, I shook, for, for those though, of you listening, I shook my fist in the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> though, technically... Okay, they, they had to add in a pronoun. So they didn't shift the translation of a pronoun, but they had to add one because in the Greek, the the pronoun's part of the verb. And so it's, it, but it should be, she will guide you. But they, the English translators have almost always translated as he will guide you. Well, I... And part of it is that they're, they're, trying to communicate the translators this is the holy spirit this is the third person of the trinity this is hmm. part of god so it's interesting though that you point that out because um initially before you told me that the 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 word is uh, has a a female backing in the in the um in the original hebrew um I was wondering if this was an, he was alluding to the form he takes when he's resurrected. There, there have been non-Trinitarians who say yes. Okay. But, you know, we think they're heretics, so <laughs> don't go far well, with that. <laughs> I, you know, but I mean, one could make the, I, I don't know as if that's necessarily heretical, only, only in that, you know, there's kind of a substantial change between now and then. Um, I think, and this is me personally speaking, I think it'd be kind of cool if Jesus takes the form of like a, a physical form of the spirit uh, and is, is really more the spirit uh, in, in the resurrection stories. Well, and you know, we're really starting to split hairs because yeah, yeah. As, well, as all one and the same, right? Yeah. I mean, so. As Trinitarians, you know, again, all three aspects of God are simply different expressions of God's love for the world. Yeah. And, and so, you know, what, whatever makes a person open their heart more 
fully to God, go with that image. Hmm. Okay. Um, because yeah, if you, just to carry that thought of mine all the way forward, um, that person will guide you into all the truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, that person does not speak on their own. They will speak whatever, uh, they hear and will declare to you the things that, uh, that are to come. They will glorify me because they will take what is mine and declare it to you. All of these things do fit the resurrected Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, because amazingly, as we've discussed before, uh, a lot of things go over the head of the, uh, the apostles until the book of acts. And then suddenly they're enlightened and <laughs> wise and are like, Oh yeah, this is our, this is what, this is what, uh, our Lord was saying to us. And this is our call. <laughs> and, uh, even though during the gospel readings, it's like, look, this is the fourth time in this gospel alone. I have told you this. Well, but... and to, to re completely reinforce what you're saying, the verses right before what we have for this Sunday and right after are the disciples completely misinterpreting what he's saying. <laughs> so yeah that that's the context of this <laughs> so <laughs> so essentially what we have here is the beginning part of this gospel reading is saying i know i've been going on and on and uh what you'll you'll understand more later and immediately following this reading uh the disciples do the equivalent of like huh i i, I oh it's uh, worse than that it's i got the, lost I, I i wasn't paying attention i'm so sorry i it, it's one of these great descriptions from john um some of his disciples said to one another so they're starting to mutter what is what does he mean by saying to us a little while and you will no longer see me and again a little while and you will and you will see me what does he mean by that and right. then, it, and because I'm going to the Father, they said, "What does he mean by this? A little while. We do not. We do not know what he is talking about. <laughs> we don't get that too often on a Sunday. <laughs> that there man used lots of fancy words. <laughs> well, I got and that's, lost about a quarter way through. <laughs> I mean, and that's part of the irony is. Gospel of John does have a lot of fancy words. These are really plain ones. They're short. Yeah. These are, yeah, these aren't even the most fancy words found in the, this yeah. gospel. Um, little while, little while. What? Really? Well, so then Jesus is, sees their eyes glazing over. And like, you can't bear them right now, but just, just so that it's said. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. going to happen. You didn't catch any of that because you weren't paying attention. Peter, were you listening? <laughs> James, uh, don't pass notes. Uh, <laughs> Stop checking your phones. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, good. But yeah, like, like um, uh, I, I, I would find that, uh, me personally, find it wholly inconsequential as far as, like, uh, does it drastically change uh, the the quote unquote, the, the, the capital T truth uh, mm -hmm. uh, th that I know if uh, um, this character that's uh, alluded to is, uh, you know, Jesus resurrected or 
the you know spirit part of the trinity and it, with a more definitive difference now i don't i don't I mean it's more of a uh a, a a huh that'd be neat <laughs> you know yeah huh, that'd be cool well and, um, and i mean the the old joke is the reason the bible is so long is that people are so different from one another that you know, we we each need our little section mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so you don't need this section, but someone else may need this section. Yeah, I really do hope when it's all said and done that we do get to have like sit down Q and A time. Yeah, because there, I would get so non substantive questions when it comes down to the grand scheme of things. But like, I, I would be so fascinated to find out, like, hey, when now, when when this account was recorded, you want to? I'd like. I've got. I'm curious how that actually worked out what were you really talking <laughs> mm-hmm. about uh did any of the gospel writers even get it right would be a good question that uh, would to be. ask for for many of them uh were they close did they even get close <laughs> they clearly <laughs> were they just completely in left field they weren't they clearly weren't paying attention as documented in their own writing uh so <laughs> well part of part of the fun of john is the there's a whole lot of dissing of the apostles. I mean, mm. arguably more so than in any other one. And sometimes even by name, they're called out as buffoons. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's it's almost OK. At that that grand campfire where you get to ask the questions, um, you know, they, they'll be looking at their feet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I said that. <laughs> hey, it's been two thousand years. Give me a break. <laughs> that, that, or like that. I don't, I don't. That's not how I, I remember that happening. I don't, I don't remember. It was a heavy meal. I was sleepy. <laughs> right. That, I don't, I don't think that's that's right. Of course, our our deity will will be like, let's go to the replay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh no! We don't have to. We don't have to watch this. We don't have to. No. <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. Terrifying for all of us, but that would be that would be a lot of fun. I think after like the second or third uh, of us through history who get that level of embarrassment, it might be kind of fun to be like, "Oh, you think that's bad? Let's rewind it to." <laughs> My faux pas, 2,000 years later, get ready for this. You made your daughter cry. No, no, don't show that one. <laughs> uh, my, my, that's a, it's, that's a very interesting imagery. I think, I, I think that would terrify many people. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Please. And I, I that said that out of my experience, not yours. Right, but. right. Uh, anything else about this uh, relatively short gospel uh, um, uh, it, snippet? Again, it's supposed to affirm the concept of the Trinity, which mm-hmm. the Gospel of John really does have very uh, strong evidence for through many passages, including mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Well, I think with that, we'll call to a close this your podcast for June 12th, 2022. Uh, in year C. Uh, like I said before, we have a lot of things going on. Look forward to worshiping with you uh, either in person on Sunday morning, 8 and 10 o'clock, or online. 
through our uh, YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. Uh, visit our website for everything that's going on uh, at the church. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.